0: The wide, wide world of sports is going on in.
1: Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin,
0: Texas, baby.
1: It's Bucky and Aaron.
2: You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B&E. What's b Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan, on The Horn, 1049 AM 1260, and HornFM.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin talk Sports. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in
0: bed. No more back-thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty.
1: Wake up, all the teachers, time to teach Oh, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. Let's get them up. Get them up, get them going Friday on VE. If you're uh, not still underwater after last night's uh, storms, told you about that yesterday morning at this spot. Could be some spring storms into the overnight, and uh, there they were for sure. Hope you uh, made it through. Again, flash floods and a lot of lightning, hail in certain areas, tornado watches east of 35. Uh, could have more of that coming this weekend. It's spring in Austin, Texas, and uh, we'll keep you posted on that. Also, top stories of the morning. It's a busy Friday, coming off a uh, pretty good Thursday night, three NBA playoff games. Some good stuff in Major League Baseball. Uh, Longhorn looking forward to a big weekend on the baseball diamonds as well. So looking back and looking forward into your weekend here on b and It's six days now to the NBA, NFL Draft. There's uh, some news on that situation, of course. Good conversation we had yesterday with Roshan Johnson the uh, now former Longhorn. We'll recap some of that conversation as well. It's going to be a fun Friday. We're glad you are with us. Uh, Four hours begins right now. and We appreciate you however you find us on 1049, maybe 1019 FM. Could be AM 1260. And you know we always stream it for you right there uh, on all our digital platforms, live and local on your Horn app. Just download it to your smartphone. Take us wherever you go. Also at home or work on your smart speaker. And always Mr. Godbolt right there for you at hornfm.com.
0: Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Hood, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you. Keep up the fight. We appreciate it. We appreciate it each and every day, and be safe out there.
1: Certainly so. It's crazy. I was uh, flipped on the news last night. Uh, I was getting some work done, and then watching the—we uh, started the new season of Ted Lasso last night. Hadn't seen oh, yeah. any of the new season, so we fired that up, and we're checking it out. It's such an easy watch. Only 30 minutes an episode, so it goes pretty quick. Then I looked at the news. The uh, What is it? Fox has this, the 9 o'clock news. It's it's hardly raining where I live in Onion Creek, and they're like pulling people out of cars ten miles away in downtown well, I Austin.
0: Got any water last night? I got a lot of lightning.
1: Isn't that crazy? And kind of, and then I looked at the radar, and it had gone right above, like it just the most of it right up east last night. Well, it went it went well. Gosh, anybody from Central Austin North uh, dealt with major storms last night, big time. And uh, hope you're doing okay this morning because, uh, but it was just it went right kind of the, the, the southern boundary of the storms. We're right about 71, you know what I'm talking about, going towards the airport, east and west. Uh, so if you were where I was, in uh, in Onion Creek, south, uh, it rained a little bit, but nothing major. Oh, but man, no. But it was major. Flash floods and a uh, serious situation downtown Austin, north through uh, Williamson County, and then east. And I uh, hope everybody's doing okay this morning, because that was a big-time storm, and more could be coming. Uh, actually, were there their tornadic activity out east uh, east of the Dell Diamond uh, last night. I don't know if any tornadoes actually touched down, but... Uh, let us know how many inches you got last—oh, shouldn't say that. How many yeah. inches did you get last night? Because, yeah, you and me, if you look at Dripping Springs and where I live, it's pretty parallel on, on a map, east to west. Just and, lightning uh, and thunder yeah. for me mostly. Yeah, so you flip on the news, you're
0: like, oh, my gosh. That's that's right down the road. I didn't accumulate very many inches last night.
1: That's right down the dang road. People are getting pounded, for crying out loud. So, yeah, that was overnight. Uh, Big time spring storm, and uh, more could be coming this weekend. So, hope you did all right last night. Uh, Ty Henderson is here as well. Let's start with your headlines. Trending topics to start your Friday morning. UBO Business Services. We'll get to the basketball coming up. Let's we'll start with Texas baseball. 14th ranked right, horns in a good spot now. Halfway through their 24-game Big 12 schedule. They've played 12. They sit alone in first place at 8-4. boast the best defense in the conference. Top pitching ERA in the conference. And a major reinforcement for that pitching staff could be coming back soon. And the pending return of redshirt sophomore Tanner Witt. Uh, 6'6", 225-pounder, underwent Tommy John surgery, of course, early last season. His rehab has gone really well. He wants to pitch. And according to head coach David Pierce, here with us yesterday on B&E, Witt is on track to return to the mound, possibly as soon as next weekend. Doing great. Through yesterday, 30 pitches, great recovery as far as yesterday. I'll see him today, see how it went, uh, see how his flush is today. But he's getting close. Um, We're excited for him. He's such a great teammate, and I think that's the key of him coming back is what he's done for this program, what he's done for other players, and then now hopefully he has this opportunity to come back and just watching their support for him is uh, pretty good. So hopefully we'll see him in the next couple weeks. It could be by next weekend, according to Coach yesterday afternoon uh, at TCU. First things first, the Horns open up a three-game rivalry series with Oklahoma tonight. Staff ace Lucas Gordon will get the ball in Game 1. That's a 7 o'clock start tonight. Games 2 and 3 are set for 2.30, both Saturday and Sunday. Make sure to get there early for the Saturday game. It's the Jersey retirement ceremony of Longhorn legend Taylor Youngman, the two-time All-American, the 2011 National Player of the Year's Number 26 will become the eighth ever to be retired by the program. Seventh-ranked Texas softball scheduled to be in a showdown series with third-ranked Oklahoma State last night, but Mother Nature had other plans. That game was postponed. They'll now open that series this afternoon at 4.30, wrap it up with a doubleheader tomorrow afternoon at McCombs Field. NBA playoffs, a couple of late tips out west, including in San Francisco where the shorthanded Warriors led wire to wire on the home floor and rolled past Sacramento 114-97 in Game 3. Steph Curry led Golden State uh, with 36. Jordan Poole started in place of the suspended Draymond Green and scored 16. Warriors also played without guard Gary Payton Jr., who was out with an ill Down the coast in LA was Devin Booker and Kevin Durant leading the Phoenix Suns past the Kawhi Leonardless Clippers 129 124. Booker poured in 45. Durant added 28 to give the Suns a two games to one lead in that series. Leonard was out out with a sprained knee. Earlier game last night, 76ers took a commanding 3 0 lead in their first round series with Brooklyn 102 97. Major League Baseball last night, Rangers and Astros both had the night off. Rangers will host the A's this weekend for three in Arlington. Houston opens a series in Atlanta in a fun early season rematch of the 2021 World Series. Red Hot Round Rock won again in Sacramento last night, 2-1. to one. Also from the MLB, Mets ace Max Scherzer suspended 10 games by the league following his ejection this week for having a foreign substance on his hand during his start in San Diego last night. Fernando Tatis Jr. returned to the Padres lineup for the first time in 594 days. He went 0-5, for 5. of course, we've been out with an injury and, of course, that uh, PED suspension. News from the NFL, as expected, the Cowboys have exercised the club's fifth-year option on wide receiver C.D. Lamb. 24-year-old is coming off a career year, 107 catches, 1,350-plus yards, caught nine touchdowns.
2: This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at UBEO.com.
1: Of course, it says, this is Tim Duncan. I was giving some inches last night. Of course, thank you to a blitzer thank early you. this morning. This says, Pastor Smasher, tornado down in Tyler last night Ooh. as it moved east through the Lone Star State. T.Y., did you get, uh, you're in central east Austin. How'd you
0: do on the weather last night?
2: It was, uh, my dog was freaking out. It was, was, it was quite hairy. Yeah, no. I, you I put woke, his thunder sweater on. I woke up in the middle of the night and I had a 115-pound dog panting <laughs> on top of me, refusing <laughs> to get off of me. So yeah. I slept well, though. I, I love sleeping when it rains.
1: And it was the real deal. It was the real deal. And yeah, go to the video, go to KXAN.com or any of the websites. You see uh, people getting pulled out of the water. I mean, it was a flash flood situation. It was raining so hard. And uh, we hadn't rained much, but man, it came down and people got caught in uh, high water. And uh, that'll be a, a situation I'll have to deal with today. But it looks like uh, everybody made it through all Turn right. Turn around, don't drown. Yeah, and that came quick too. I mean, it was yeah, there's dry. Me. And then all of a sudden you've got these these flash floods going on. That's scary stuff uh, for sure. Uh, we're ready for the weekend. It's a Friday. Uh, we're uh, cr- cranking this thing up and getting it rolled out. We've got uh, baseball on the brain. We'll we'll talk about that Tanner Witt situation. You know, we talked to David Pierce yesterday morning, and that was at eight thirty. And you heard what he said. I'm going to go check on it and see how it looks. We threw thirty pitches yesterday, and then when he had a media availability yesterday afternoon. He was he was so optimistic about what he heard from Tanner because really it's about you know it's not just about the live recovery but about the live pitching but then it's how you recover from it how do you come back how's your arm feel the next day when you go against live batters in practice and uh, the reports all came back really good and uh, David Pierce told reporters yesterday afternoon that they think he could be back pitching against TCU next weekend that'd be great in that showdown series whether it's in a and hopefully we'll get clarity from coach and they'll make a plan on whether it's in a relief role. Would he be a starter for a couple of innings? I can't and,
0: imagine you starting him right off. Imagine him coming in and getting six outs.
1: Well, it might be, again, there, there are different ways to skin the cat, but you know, let him get warmed up in the bullpen. You don't, maybe don't want to bring him in in a, in a middle-of-the-game situation. You want to let him know, okay, you're going to start, you're going to get your, this many pitches. Because the innings are innings, right? Outs are outs. You need 27 outs to win a baseball game. We've seen this in Major League Baseball a lot where they'll put in a starter.
0: But you're right. But, when you start getting in there late and trying to overthrow because yeah. you've got to get somebody out.
1: You'd almost want him to not have his – I mean, he's going to have adrenaline – you know, pumped up, pumping through him no matter when he goes in. Um, but, you know, the the opportunity to get him comfortable, warm up, and maybe say, look, we'll give you the first 60 pitches or whatever they've been working in, in the game. Mm-hmm. And if he can get you through two or three innings, get you nine outs, well, then you can hand it over to one of your, your starters who also knows the plan and they're getting their warm up going. And this would be on the road too, by the way, because the Longhorns are home this weekend with Oklahoma and then they're going to go on the road to TCU to play the – Horn frogs. So yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it'd be nice to be playing against do pitching against. Well, I wish it would happen this week, but playing against a team that's struggling right now.
1: Yeah, they, four and eight, four and eight, the Sooners. But TCU is not playing great either. No, uh, they're not playing great baseball. They uh, they lost an, an out of conference series last weekend and UNC. Uh, when what was it? warm Wilmington. Wilmington. Yeah, and they they're not playing great for. Uh, for Kirk Sarlo's right now, when the, really nobody in the Big Twelve is playing great, I mean everyone's kind of scuffling. That's why the Longhorns at eight and four, even though it wasn't real pretty last weekend in Waco, uh, they're still We're in that series. Yeah, you, know, you take advantage of this, and again it's a rivalry series. It's Oklahoma. Oklahoma will not play like an eight and fourteen this weekend. They're going to come in here with Skip Johnson. This is a team played that played for the national championship last year. Uh, program will come in here, and, and it'll be a. We know Skip Johnson's teams can always pitch. Um, they don't have quite the lineup they did a year ago, and they don't have that uh, that chemistry, but. Uh, it won't be as easy as you, you know, first place versus last place. I wouldn't go there. But same time, you have an opportunity at home. You'll have big crowds and uh, you can you can further extend your lead in the Big Twelve and then, you know, you get Tanner Witt back next weekend. Tanner Witt's big time. I mean, this is a kid who, um, you know, six six, two twenty five. You heard coach talking about what a teammate he is, his energy. He's just an intimidating presence when he climbs up on the mound. We saw that as a true freshman and even into early last year you know, and it's ironic that Oklahoma's in town this weekend because we've talked to David Pierce about last year. They had a guy, very similar player, Cade Horton, big time recruit. Uh, he also underwent Tommy John surgery, and r- roughly the same time in the in the calendar that Tanner Witt did last year.
0: Then he came back, and then awesome. he came, yeah,
1: and he came back last year about this time and started to work his way back. Short stints, and then of course they played all the way to Omaha, and once once they got to the Big Twelve tournament and into Omaha. He was their best pitcher. I mean, he was outstanding and uh, helped them get to the national championship series. And then he was drafted by the Cubs, and you know, later that summer, and he got a huge contract. He's making like four and a half million bucks, and that's kind of the track that they're following for Tanner because a lot of people just assume Tanner would be shut down. They're just going. Why would you risk it? Right. Uh, But as you heard Coach Pierce say, he wants to pitch. Major League Baseball wants to see him pitch. (laughs) They'd like to see where he's at uh, before they get to the draft this summer. Uh, because he's a top prospect, there's no doubt about it. Uh, he was when he came out of high school, and he, he still is, even despite the injury. And you know, Buck, with medical advancements, I mean, these guys come back sometimes stronger. Absolutely, they follow the the track and stay on course and don't get reckless with their rehab. They can come back and be stronger than they were, actually throwing harder than they were ahead of the surgery. So, um, for so Tanner Witt, uh, certainly a story to watch in the next weekend. This weekend, it's Horns and Sooners, and that's always fun. Across the street, you've got uh, Horns and Cowgirls. Texas and uh, Oklahoma State in softball, if you're uh, going to take in that series this weekend. So, good baseball. Uh, we'll get into the, uh, to the big leagues coming up. And the NBA playoffs last night, Buck. How about Golden State? No Draymond Green, no problem. We've seen this now in these playoff series where you know the Bucks play without Giannis. The uh, Memphis play without John ja Morant. Didn't matter. Last night, no Draymond Green or Gary Payton II. The and uh, they go ahead and roll past Sacramento. Yeah, they
0: were good from the beginning to the end of the game last night. And they were really good defensively.
1: Yeah, never trailed. Never trailed in the game. Wire-to-wire win. Go- Steph Curry was great. Uh, they had that home court energy. Uh, it's such, such a weird thing for the Golden State Warriors, the defending champions, to be that good at home and then that bad, bad on the road is quite amazing. They've only won 11 road games all year long. Yet they're still, if you look in Vegas, Ty, our professional gambler, would tell you, they're still favored to win this series. And that's, they're not, They don't respect the Kings just yet, the, the baby Kings, the young young team. They're they're still up two games to one. If they can steal one at Golden State, they'll be in a, in a real driver's seat position. But uh, Vegas still favors the Warriors to win that series.
0: Yeah, when Clay looks the way he looks again, that that's good for the Warriors. That's good stuff. And the because, Splash
1: Brothers are splashing. Yeah. Well, the fact
2: that they have the home home court advantage, I think, is the biggest thing. Because, Sacramento. Yeah,
1: I mean, the Warriors are going
0: to have to win a game
1: in. Yes. Sacramento at some point. They and haven't that, won many of those this, whole, this whole year.
2: This could easily go seven, and if it comes down, well, to, I think
0: it will go seven. And well, then it's
2: going to be at Sacramento. That might be the craziest game of the entire play. Like. Crowd-wise, yeah. you
0: know.
1: It's been—those are only—those two cities are only 90 miles apart. Uh, of course, gold, Sacramento hasn't been in the playoffs in a long, long time. You know, 16 years, and that's a great fan base. And they 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 are fired up to be back in. they got this young team that is fun to watch, and we know what the Warriors are all about. So that was good. Down the coast, it was uh, no Ka- no uh, Kawhi Leonard last night. His knee swelled up,
0: sprained knee. they got a boo-boo again. He's out.
1: Well, he's about reliable as what? I mean— uh.
0: Just you just got to pray that he'll be there. <laughs> you need a untulled. prayer in the morning. See if he'll him. be there at night.
1: Well, in game one, he was healthy. Oh, he is and something. And he was now. the best player on the floor, without a doubt. We've been with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant on the floor. He was locking up Kevin Durant. He was, you know, the leading scorer. And then, um, man, when he plays, he's something. Sprains his knee a little bit in game two, and without him, they have no chance. I mean, Devin Booker goes crazy.
0: He's like the Lamar Jackson of the NBA. I mean, when hits, when you need him. It's like, uh, hold on! But when I he's think that playing. is a
1: complete. That's a slight to Lamar Jackson. Come Lamar, on, Kawhi Leonard has been injured a lot more than Lamar Jackson has. Doesn't
0: he have a championship?
1: Yes, it, Kawhi? Toronto. Okay, well, and in San Antonio. Well, of course, he was the MVP of the the finals. Yeah, in Lamar San has no
0: championship.
1: Well, no championship, but Kawhi's been hurt a lot more. I mean, Kawhi well, Leonard sat out entire seasons.
0: Well, that was just load management.
1: Well, that was just trying to tank his way out of uh, out of San San Antonio, and it, it worked. It's not. Uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson's been injured a couple times here at the end of the season, but he's also played two or three full seasons of NFL football uh, without being injured. Kawhi Leonard, since the Toronto, I mean, it's you know he 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 got his way out of San Antonio when Greg Popovich couldn't beg him back, uh, realizing he wanted to be in Los Angeles big picture. So they traded him to Toronto, where he led the Raptors to a championship, of course. Mm-hmm. Then signed the deal in L.A. where he wanted to be all along, and now he can't can't stay healthy when he's on the. I mean, they don't have Paul George either in L.A. right now. Uh, for the clippers he's injured
0: but has he not been a guy who's been banged up career wise i mean even when with the spurs didn't he, wasn't wasn't he like a a ankle twist away from missing 15 16 games that's just the way his his nature is he doesn't play unless he's healthy healthy right yeah if and, he's not healthy i mean he's like a racehorse well of
1: course that was the the controversial year in san antonio when was he, he wanted out anyway. yeah he wanted out he was playing operation shutdown spurs doctors were convinced he was okay he was saying, no, I'm not right, and you can't question an athlete if they don't feel right, and, you know, that that went on for the entirety of that season, and then he was traded to Toronto, um, but, you know, remember back when he was a Spur playing great, and he, they were up on Golden State, and he twisted his ankle, remember he fell on uh, the big guy's ankle or landed on the big guy's ankle who slid underneath him, and that series changed, the Spurs were on their way to go up 2-0 over Golden State, Warriors went on to win the championship that year, Kawhi got hurt, and the Spurs organization's never been the same, uh, and, you for those reasons, uh, but yes, let's not bring that up for San Antonio. They're they're looking to get that lottery ball. Yeah, but yes, Kawhi. The other, but without Kawhi, point being, without Kawhi, they have no, no, they have no defense against Devin Booker. And you know, after Game One, Chris Paul struggled, and he was struggling again in Game Two. At the point, they pretty much just put the ball in Devin Booker's hands, and he's been running the point there. And they, well, if
0: you're going to double up Kevin Durant and single up Booker, then you're not going right. to. That's going to be a problem.
1: They've, they've really kind of taken the ball out of Chris Paul's hands and said, "Hey, Devin, you take it." we'll play pick and roll and then you got Durant off to the wing, Chris Paul still on the floor, and Devin Booker has been unbelievable uh since that that change was made and without, you know, both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, they have no defense. I mean, L.A.'s a deep team, they're big up front, but when you've got uh, you know, Booker and Durant just living on the wings yeah, and they Yeah, I like them as the
0: favorite now.
1: They probably are. T what T what do you I mean what I know what Vegas thinks. What do you think is the favorite in the West? Is it uh d- is it still Phoenix for you? TY What's up? Sorry, I was
0: uh, Phoenix. So you you believe they're the favorites now? I mean, yeah, the way they, Durant those those two are playing together, they gotta be. I, I think I that, would think so too. Sure.
2: That'll be a four to one series. The Clippers got lucky in that first game with.
1: Well, they had Kawhi healthy and he played great. Yeah, I mean, I mean he locked night, it
2: up. If Kawhi plays last night, you you have a chance. I mean, normal Norman Powell dropping dropping forty two points. You're not going to get that every night, and I think if you combine that with twenty five with Kawhi, you know, you're, you're it's going to come down to the last few possessions at least.
0: But if Booker and those guys, I mean, if Kevin Durant scoring 28 with Booker on with, with 45, that's, that's, those guys are together. Damn. You know, well, I don't, I don't well, think
2: they have a chance for the championship, though, the Suns. You don't? You know? that, just, that's
0: why I think, I just think they're the favorites in it all.
2: I mean, they have, they have the most firepower in their starting five, but beyond that, they traded away all their depth to get Kevin Durant.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. There really isn't a favorite right now. I mean, gosh, Milwaukee, Boston, Phoenix. It's got to be Boston right now, right? Yeah. I mean, again, that's, uh, you, it, we haven't seen this in a while. There's not a super team. There's not an absolute you know, front-runner favorite uh, to do this thing. Golden State won it last year, but yeah, as we just said, they can't win on the road until they prove otherwise.
0: Dang and I watched that Philadelphia game, and I'm th- I'm thinking, how did the Mavs get rid of Dinwiddie? What are talking about a guy who came up. When you get to Brooklyn, what a gunner he's become.
1: Well, he was always a good scorer, good wow. player. Good player, not a great player, but yeah, he can get off on you. And uh, But Brooklyn's in a 3-0 hole now. Uh, we'll talk about those series coming up. This is—I uh,
0: never saw him so offensive-minded. I mean, was he an offensive-minded guy like that with the Mavs? I mean, really, he oh, was yeah. the second-leading scorer.
2: He's hit or miss every game. Yeah. Oh, he's one—he's one of those guys. He
0: gets he, you 28, he, and then he can get you 14, yeah, or 12, or, or five, or five, yeah. This
1: is Man, f Kawhi, Spurs fans. There you oh, go. Yeah. Thank you very much for go. speaking for all the Spurs fans out there. I think that's true. This guys—guys guys headed to the golf tournament here in Houston, uh, listening on the Horn app, expecting a delayed start. And then cart path only, going to be sloppy. Oh, yes. Oh, it will be. Ton of rain. Ton of rain. If you get to play today, that'd be great. But yes, there's nothing worse. Hit it to the cart path. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Got to try. Because there's nothing worse than a scramble, four-person scramble, like you're going to have with the mullet open two weeks from today on Cinco de Mayo. And then you got to play cart path only. That turns into a a six-and-a-half-hour round. I'm going to knock on wood
0: once again, but for 22 years, guess what? For 21 years, the mullet open never rained out.
1: Never rained out. Never well, rained out. This says. It'll uh, be May. So this
0: th- is April shower. So.
1: This says, fellas got two inches in the Pflugerville Avalon area. So yeah, mm. two inches just north of downtown, cruising through west to east. Uh, yeah, the Tim Duncan ones are coming in as well. So sure. uh, good stuff on a Friday. We're just getting warmed up. We got Texas baseball. We got Major League Baseball. How about your Rangers, Ty? They get the Oakland A's who are moving to Vegas at some point. That fan base is in a bit of a. Of a of a sorrow and that team's terrible. Rangers have a chance to get really fat this weekend, uh, in uh, in Arlington. Meanwhile, the Astros are going to play in Atlanta. That'll be a fun series. Uh, early season baseball mm-hmm. in the big leagues. Uh, what do you think about the the Rangers' new jerseys? There, I don't like. All, I like all their new gear. I like all their new gear. The Rangers are looking sharp. and They're good looking ball club. We we said that you know all through training. looking you know, good and playing good. You look good, you play good. Well, they just got to stay healthy. That's the key. I mean, there's no doubt when you look at their roster, player to player. You know, with Jacob Degrom at the top and all the pitching they acquired. By the way, the, all that pitching. Remember, they brought in four new pitchers, right? Jacob Degrom and, and uh, Heaney, uh, Heaney the left hander, uh, Nathan Ivaldi. I mean, they pretty much brought in their starting rotation to go with Martin Perez, and that has left a lot of pitchers who may have made that next step up to the big leagues at Round Rock, and Round Rock's got a great record right now. Which, as we've seen, when the Astros were building, you know, their run here, you know, when you can use your AAA, you know, club as kind of an extension of your roster. When you need a start here, you can go down and get a guy that can that's big league level. He's just not there because there's no room for him. That's when you become a really good club because Ty just talked about depth in the NBA. The depth in Major League Baseball is what does your AAA team look like in relation to your Major League team? Rangers are, have really good both. So when the Round Rock Express get back from their road trip, get out there and check them out because a lot of those guys, when you when you suffer an injury at the top, you're going to see one of these good players who... Again, because they, they acquired so much pitching, that put a a barrier between the young pitching that they have going to the next level. Uh, they're all pitching at AAA right now and A, so they've got arms in the system if you do have stuff or some injuries, which you will over the course of a long se- se- season. Actually, heck, Corey Seeger is already out, and uh, Josh Smith has stepped in is doing a nice job playing shortstop. So like what the Rangers are doing. I do like their new Unis tie. They're going to play the worst team in baseball this weekend, so they could uh, further improve on a twelve and six start to their season. How are you feeling about the our little? I mean, we didn't wager
2: anything on it, but the five, within five games of the All Star break,
1: the Astros. Oh, I I agreed with you when you said that because uh, did it, you? Yeah, I agree with you when you said the 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 Rangers will be within five games of the Astros of the break. Well, then what did I say? I said the Astros are typically a slow starting team. I don't know. You you, you kind of scoffed at me a little bit. Uh, well, you want to no, know what I said you, was you don't want, forget
0: you are the Rangers, okay? Well, Please don't forget. What them. I said <laughs> was, what, you,
1: what I said was, you do want to measure that for the full season. You want to take that bet to the one sixty two. We'll, we'll we'll talk when we get there. Right. Look, I'm, feel, I'm feeling good right now. Well, I know you are, and you should. But I agreed with you that because again, the Astros, the Astros have been eleven and eleven the, each of the last two or three years to start the season, and they're on their track to be right around five hundred through their first twenty two games. But the Astros' strength as a team is typically over the long haul. Um, and they get better and better and as the year dad. goes on. And this is a year where they're, you know, starting without Jose Altuve. They don't have Michael Brantley. They don't have Lance McCullers right now. All those guys are expected back here into May uh, and a little bit beyond. So, yes, the Astros will be fine. I, I don't. Will they be within five games of the Astros at the end of the year? That's what's important. I agree with you about the All Star break because uh, again, there's and the Rangers are good. Rangers are, have shown if they, if healthy, they're as good as any team in the American League. Um. Right there with him. Uh, especially if you put Jacob, if you're get the playoffs, with put Jacob DeGrom on the mound, are you kidding me? If he's healthy, watch out. They've got a staff that could actually yeah, if that do Yeah, that dude makes things. it to the— Well, that's right. Right? That's the EFL. If he's theme. there at the What's, All-Star
0: break, look out.
2: Has there been an update on his forearm? Is it was good? wrist. But they said wrist. They think, okay. they think he's okay.
0: They
1: think he's okay. Yeah, they took him out. He's got a start. little wrist, wrist and had,
0: ache, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, well, it tightened up on him, and he wasn't getting better. Bruce Boach, said, look, it's a long season. He had thrown four no-hit innings." And, no um, reason to have them in. Yeah, let's be careful here. It's, it's April. We'll come back. We're just getting warmed up on a Friday morning. We've got football to get to. Cowboys pick up the option on C.D. Lamb. Uh, we'll dive into the draft six days away. Also, Craig Way has his reports and B&E facts of the day. B&E on a Friday. It's Bucky and Aaron. Yeah, a bit of a Texas flood last night. Really weird uh, radar. When you look at the rainfall totals down where I live, it was uh, just traces of rain. And then north and uh, central, then east, man, you got two, three inches of rain and flash floods last night. So uh, different uh, different evening for different people, without a doubt. Uh, we're ready to roll on a Friday into the weekend. Keep the eye on the skies, though. There could be more spring weather and severe weather this weekend. Just keep, uh, keep paying attention as you get ready for the weekend. That will include a uh, Texas-Oklahoma baseball series. Also, Texas and Oklahoma State in uh, softball over there at McCombs Field. Also, Big Twelve. If you're just paying attention to Big Twelve sports, Longhorns are pushing for that Directors Cup again for the entirety of the athletic department. They're gonna they're gonna decide the champions in tennis with the Big Twelve tournament, women's golf and men's golf this weekend. So we, we already can, know what
0: we do in rowing. National champs. Did
1: you say we? Did you, gloss, did you drop the we? Yeah. It comes <laughs> to rowing, of course, because you're the the rowing crew captain. I'm the
0: rowing crew. I'm the guy at the end there screaming. Let's go.
1: Let's go. Screaming.
0: And when you have to walk to Dallas, I'll be the guy right there in the double-seated little motorcycle. I'll be in a little cab screaming with the megaphone at you. Come on, pick it
1: up. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. This um, could be it. Is this the year that I've got to walk to Dallas? Well, it would be next year because yes. the Super Bowl would be next February. And that would mean the Cowboys, Vegas, had, baby. That, that would mean the Cowboys had won the Super Bowl. Have Can you imagine the that? Bowl. The
0: Cowboys going to Vegas for the Super Bowl? Being in Vegas. That would be my Wouldn't that be a dream? dream. That
1: would be a problem. That
0: would be Yeah, That would because, be a problem. That's you know, right.
1: When, when I made that promise that I would walk to Dallas so the Cowboys won the Super Bowl with Jerry Jones as the general manager, Ty was just a wee little lad. Ty was, what year were you born, Ty? 1997. Yeah, you were two. You were two when I made the promise. And they've been pretty crappy the entirety of your life. Oh, I know. Wow. Trust me. So, yes. Uh, prophetic in my my judgment of Jerry Jones as a general manager, but uh, yeah, they have had a good off season. Credit where credit is due. Now they have a draft coming. What will the Cowboys do? They did pick up the option on CD Lamb yesterday, not surprising. They're going to he's going to make almost 18 million bucks next year, but uh they won't have to get CD locked up to a long-term contract until they got to start working on that cuz you pick up the option, you can still work on the new deal uh for CD who is
0: Yeah, you got a few guys you got to work on for sure.
1: Hey, so did you see the uh the the NFL draft is in Six days, and uh, so right now in Vegas at Bet MGM, the odds favorite to be the number one pick is heavily Bryce Young. I mean, that's not a surprise to anyone. But as we've said, once the the first pick is in, with Carolina taking the Alabama Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, who's next becomes the question. And even you know, Bet MGM and all the the books have no clue. Uh, the 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 odds favorite to be the number two pick is Will Anderson at plus mm-hmm. one seventy five, followed by Will Levis and CJ Stroud. Because the word has been that Houston may like Will Levis more than they like C.J. Stroud. We, you know, Ty and I have debated that, and you, um, you know, who knows? Whatever the reason, they don't. They've soured on C.J. Stroud in Houston, but they own the number two pick. So those are your three odds favorites for the two pick. Uh, third pick is C.J. Stroud or Will Anderson, obviously, with Anthony Anthony Richardson even as well, plus two fifty, and then uh, at four, that's the Colts, right? And that's that's the really interesting part of this top of the first round is the Colts and Texans are in the same division. They both need a quarterback. Uh do they do a deal together? Could Houston trade Anything back? that
0: falls to to the Colts? Any of the quarterbacks they're they're taken. It doesn't matter who it is. Well,
1: look, if the Houston doesn't like CJ Stroud and they do favor Will Levis for whatever their evaluation reasons are, look I mean it's not it's not uh it's not foreign for a team to have a different scouting report, remember? Sure. I mean, a lot of teams, actually a couple teams took quarterbacks ahead of Josh Allen, when Josh Allen was coming out of Wyoming, right, and Josh Allen is the comparison that the Ty gives for Will Levis—that he's got the strongest arm in the draft. He's a big, sturdy, muscly kid uh, who puts mayonnaise in his coffee. But uh, you know, there's there you could see a comp with uh, with Will Levis, just the size and the arm strength. And you know, if the Texans have a, have a grade on Will Levis that's even to Stroud, I mean, the question becomes: Do the Colts covet CG, do, the, do the Colts covet Stroud? And if the Texans would, would you actually trade for Stroud? or trade with the Colts, to, so they come up to two, get some extra draft capital, and they take Stroud, or even trade for a player, right? I mean, I've seen mock drafts where the Texans trade for a player with the Colts and a future draft pick, and they come up to two, secure the quarterback they want, Houston to trade back to four, and still take Will Levis, or maybe even still take a Will Anderson or a Jalen Carter, a great defensive player, still be able to get Will Levis. Because uh, you also have that 12th pick, because nothing prohibits the Texans from trading back with that first pick and then trading back sure. up. You know, trading back up into the back end of the first round because there are reports of a lot of teams who are looking to trade back. So Houston, with all this capital, uh, could you know could do a couple of trades here to go back on the first pick and then go up for another pick to make sure they get a premium defensive player and a young quarterback. And if it's Will Levis that they like, then that could be the case. And then the Colts would, would yeah I would think, grab, grab CJ Stroud. Yeah, I think
0: the Colts would grab CJ Stroud even if he's. If he's still hanging around, they're going to they're gonna take him. I think they'll take Will Levis. I think they'll take even Anthony Richardson. I think they'll take any quarterback of those guys that's left over.
1: Well, that's the debate. That is the yeah. debate for sure. Uh, you're going to have to wait on Anthony Richardson maybe even longer than Will Levis. But that's why I'm saying with the Colts.
0: I just don't know about Houston. I, well, look, I don't think Lebe- they're taking a quarterback. Who? They're Texans. I think they're going defensive guy.
1: Well, that's what I just said, but they still, yeah. they would still like to come out of this draft with a young quarterback. And the point being, if you have a, if you have Will and I Bet MGM has the odds favorite for the second pick with Will Levis and CJ Stroud the same. How I mean, far are
0: you going to have to come back up there to get one of those quarterbacks? That's
1: the debate. That's, that's the concern. But same time, if you're Houston and you could make your new coach happy and get a great young defensive player,
2: a mm-hmm.
1: you know, Will Anderson and uh, a Jalen or a Jalen Carter. Uh, Or a Tyree Wilson, the youngster out of Texas Tech who the Texans have a very high grade on, get a a building block for your defensive line. But also, like if you have the same grade on Will Levis that you do C.J. Stroud and you can get him a little bit later, then that's, within your organization, that's a good move. Now again, history will tell, because if you do do a trade, because here would be the argument for the Colts coming up to two with Houston to do it, is you don't worry about it. You do like the, the Panthers did because the the Colts with Jim Irsay have a, an owner who's impatient right now. He's tired of this rotating quarterbacks. He wants a young quarterback. And if Bryce Young's off the board and they, they really like C.J. Stroud, they should go get him. They should secure that pick if Houston's willing to come off of it. Uh, and then Houston can do what they want it for. Because if you're the Colts, you're worried about Houston trading with someone else who's going to come up and take C.J. Stroud. You're worried that somebody will trade with Arizona at three and come up and get C.J. Stroud because then you're right if you don't then you're in a place where you have to take an Anthony Richardson uh, and you're not sure about him. If you have a higher grade on Stroud, go get him. Control your fate at that position. It would lead to an interesting, obviously, scenario in the AFC South where Houston would then have to face C.J. Stroud every year twice and whoever they take, I mean, that would be a storyline every time they played. You know, Will Levis against C.J. Stroud, who was right, who was wrong. Those debates would be. But the, the Texans, the for the Texans argument would be, we screwed up, you know, gave, coughed up the number one pick, so now we don't control it, and we can't screw Our up fault. the number
0: two. We can't screw that up. We
1: we kind of like Will Levis a little more, big picture and higher ceiling than, than C.J. Stroud, but could we, with all this draft capital, finagle a an elite defensive prospect and still get Will Levis? That's really what you're you're, you're trying to to accomplish. And if you can do a deal with the Colts where you pick up a, a defensive lineman like DeForest Buckner. Who they would might be willing to part with an interior defensive lineman to go up two spots to, to and Houston still goes after back. after getting
0: and, another good defensive right. Into, oh wow!
1: So they mean again if that that would be the a good case scenario for Houston potentially where you trade with the Colts, you get DeForest Buckner to to anchor the interior of your offensive defensive line, you go back to four, you take a Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech to be the the defensive end of your future. And then with the draft capital you still have, because they have a ton of it, and you'd pick up something else from the Colts in that trade to go back, in addition to Buckner, you could come back up. And a team like the Raiders...
0: But as you say, it may not even be with the Colts. It could be with anybody right. you, to come up to that.
1: Yeah, you would You would swap, because you have the 12th pick, right? So you could say, hey, Raiders, we want to come up to 7. You've already got your quarterback in place. You drop back to 12, we'll give you a couple picks, and we'll come up to 7. And the Texans would, at that point, draft 4 and 7 and would draft... You know Tyree Wilson or or Will Anderson or or Jalen Carter, and then at seven pick up Will Levis, the Kentucky quarterback, and they'd have you know two young. Yeah, because I
0: think the Colts will. Whether you play ball with somebody else or with them, I think they're going to take any of the quarterbacks that aren't that aren't picked in their, in their spot.
1: But the reports are the Colts really like C.J. Stroud. So again, more than the other two because he's more ready to play. I mean, they need a quarterback right now in Indy. Uh, I don't think yeah, they're pretty
0: Rich- tired of doing what they've been doing
1: the The argument for Anthony Richardson in Indianapolis is this: that they just hired uh, Shane Steichen, who was the offensive coordinator in Philadelphia. Who did Philadelphia have? They had Jalen Hurts. Who does Anthony Richardson comp with? Jalen Hurts. Uh, that guy knows how to build an offense around that type of quarterback who can run, is athletic, and can also throw. Now, right now, Anthony Richardson's no near, nowhere near the passer accuracy wise, and just understanding of, of you know defenses and things that Jalen Hurts is. That becomes the question, though, and the homework you have to do on Richardson. Is he the worker Jalen Hurts is? Because when Jalen Hurts came out, he wasn't either. right? He was seen as a runner, not a thrower. He's worked his tail off, and he's worked on his accuracy, and he's become a quarterback who just got a massive contract this year and was almost the MVP of the league last year. So this is the uncertainty of the draft. Those are some scenarios that could play out in six days. It's
0: hard to say, I mean, when you look at Richardson and when you look at Jalen Hurts, I mean, if if all the work ethic and everything were the same, Who's the better athlete? I think Richardson, no oh oh, doubt, yeah.
1: right? Well, and remember, I mean, Jalen's a great athlete, but Anthony but Richardson, speed-wise,
0: out, 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 and out well, speed and strength.
1: Anthony Richardson is the is the best athlete at the quarterback position that's ever come into the draft. Ever, there's not been a better. If you just go, if you go numbers, right? His forty time, his quickness, his his uh, broad jump, his, I mean, everything. He's he's a freak athlete. He's one of the best athletes in this draft period, regardless of position. He plays quarterback. Uh, and he is a unicorn, and if he, this is the problem with Anthony Richardson. But at Florida, you watch him play; he's really erratic. I mean, he's got some wild plays that he just makes. makes yeah, something. I mean, I
0: understand. I I got that by, But is he better? I mean, is he? Is Jalen Hurts when he came out? He, we know what he was. He had to become a thrower. Well, here's what Jalen Hurts did.
1: Jalen Hurts also the
0: worker, a worker.
1: He's an alpha worker. There's no question yes. about it, and uh, the work ethic's incredible. And that's if you go back to the Jalen Hurts story. When he got benched at Alabama for Tua, you know, Nick Saban told him, You need to work on your passing as a and backup did, yeah. quarterback, work on your throwing, and then then he transferred where? To work with Lincoln Riley for a full year and really work on the the, the, the understanding of the passing game. And then on his own, since he's been drafted, he's really worked on his technique and his 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 um, his motion and his accuracy and it's it's paying off. Is Anthony cause Anthony Richardson isn't doing that, right? He's going straight from Florida where he played one year with Billy Napier. Right into the NFL. I mean, you, you would argue that that Jalen Hurts had a year behind Tua uh, when they were changing the Alabama. And pass- then became
0: a starter. Yeah,
1: they're they're changing the offense to more of a passing offense, and so he worked in that. Then he worked for a year with Lincoln Riley. Then he got to sit for a year in Philadelphia and kind of kind of watch and learn, and then go to work on his own.
0: Well, I know what kind of worker he is. I have no clue what Richardson. Who I mean, we're not around him enough. But if or he, hear enough about whoever him. whoever
1: takes Richardson, better be willing to wait. I would say. I mean, that's what I'm saying because he's going to need a year, maybe two before he's ready to go.
0: But if he's your long-term guy and what you have in that long-term guy, that's it's unbelievable.
1: Well, I remember back in the 90s when the Houston Oilers drafted Steve McNair. And he was out of Alcorn State. And he was an unbelievable player, but they waited, right? He didn't play at all in his first right. year. They got him with his feet wet, too. And by the year three, he went on to be Steve McNair. Uh, are you willing to do that with Anthony Richardson, yeah, that I don't think the Colts are. I think the Colts want a quarterback for the now, which is why I'm arguing go up and get the
0: two pick from they know Houston what conference they're in.
1: Get Stroud and go. I mean, that's that's kind of would be the Colts' mo. And the the I mean the the wild card of the Texans. why do they favor Levis over Stroud? I mean, why don't they just take Stroud at two? That seems logical. And then take the best defensive player at twelve. But that doesn't feel like they want to do that. They're shopping that pick a little bit and. uh they're willing to do business. Uh, but again, with all that draft capital brings the ability to be flexible. You can draft back. You can come up. You can do a lot of things in this draft to get the players that you have graded highly. So that's the latest. we got six days to that NFL draft. We'll pick it up. we got some B&E facts of the day coming up. We're going to talk to our buddy Bobby Burton this morning. We're also going to talk to uh, Colonel Craig Flowersbuck. He's got the Austin ATX Derby coming tomorrow on his show, The High Ground, ahead of the Kentucky Derby in two weeks. We'll get the very latest from from, uh, Mr. Flowers. We'll also uh, talk with you on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. What say you? Who's, Who's your favorite team, and who should they take in round one in six days? We're taking that from you this morning. First, here's Craig.
2: It's time for the Craigway Sports Report. Now, here's Craigway. It's Bucky and Aaron.
1: Appreciate it on the Specs Text Line. We said who is your team and who should they take? A Detroit Lions fan. We actually have the Detroit Lions fan. Lions on the rise. Fighting Dan Campbell says we had six. They should take Jalen Carter. 18, take Lucas Van Ness.
0: From Iowa is that, where's he at? Iowa?
1: Iowa. Yeah, he's kind of a JJ Watt starter kit when you look at him. He is he's white, obviously, but he's just he's a big physical edge player hold the point, but also can rush the passer. He's got a high ceiling.
0: I like the kid from Clemson. Uh, big guy. Miles Murphy? No, the other the other kid who's Brian Brisee. Yeah, Brissy whose sister had cancer. Yeah, Brisee's a, a really cancer. good player. Oh, boy, I mean, those two. Big.
1: Yeah, Clemson will have two guys in the first round. Miles Murphy is the edge guy, and uh, Brian Brisee in the middle. Um, you know, that's those are really good players for sure. Yeah, but Van Ness on that Iowa defense, Iowa's defense, mm-hmm. Iowa's problem, not defense, right? Their problem no, is their quarterback offense. play and their offense yeah. is remedial. Uh, but Lucas Van Ness is really if the if the Detroit Lions came away with that haul on set, uh, next week, geez, Luis, to go with Aiden Hutchinson on the edge, um, you know, you're starting to build one of those San Francisco 49ers kind of defensive lines because Van Ness and Jalen Carter, you know, with, with the off field stuff, but talent for talent, you know, might be the most talented player in this draft. I mean, when he when he wants to play, he is a wrecker. On the interior, that would make the Lions uh, pretty nasty. We know they can score points, and um, you know. So let us know your team, who they should take, and let's have some fun with that. Uh, Ty, are you still on, on Atlanta for Bijan, or have you come off of that?
2: Um, I mean, I, the only reason I was thinking that was because of the Vegas odds. I haven't looked at it in a few days. I'd be interested to see.
1: I still like Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta just makes sense. It but, does.
2: Scheme wise, for sure. You would
1: really want Cordarell Patterson? Your your leading rusher again. I mean, that's, that becomes the question for Arthur, Arthur yeah, Smith. Yeah, I'm just
0: thinking if they don't do it, Philadelphia's not going to pass. Well, let geez. him pass on by.
1: Well, by the way he'd still have to get if the Falcons pass at 8 he'd still have to get past the Bears at 9 why wouldn't the Bears take him
0: yeah but Justin Fields that, that, that yeah that makes sense i mean
1: if if Jackson Smith and Jigba is the best receiver in the draft but is he an elite receiver i've seen you know his, his measurables comp to to Justin Jefferson he really does and Justin Jefferson's the best receiver in the league right now so the, you know cuz the, remember the Bears traded back to 9 and they picked up DJ Moore the young receiver from Carolina who they think can be an absolute weapon they also have Chase Claypool Claypool so they're not likely to go receiver. her. Yeah, when
0: in Jig- when when he was at Ohio State and the other two dudes said he was the best out of all of them, yeah. I'm not buying. He he wasn't the best out of the dude for the Jets. No way.
1: Well, Garrett Wilson and and uh, I know they said that Chris but Olave both that was said very he's better not, than That we was are. very
0: kind of them.
1: Well, I think we I think you would, we didn't get to see Jackson Smith and will play at all last year. Go back and watch the Rose Bowl the year before. Oh, when I saw he, all of that when he caught 350 yards worth of passes because remember that game Olave and and Wilson uh, Cedric. Uh, Garrett Wilson didn't play. He didn't play at all. I mean, Utah, it was a pretty good team. Couldn't cover him. I mean, had no chance like, to cover the guy. That's the thing they like about uh, Jackson Smith and Jigbo. Last year he didn't play. Had the hamstring all year. Uh, and, you know, there are going to be some some NFL folks that will question him for not getting himself healthy to be available for that team when they played in the Final Four. Um, against Georgia, he, you know, he, you got to think a hamstring. Oh, he no, could have go back ready. to that, the but,
0: Utah game, and you'll see an awful lot about what he can do.
1: And again, it's nothing against those guys because Garrett Wilson was rookie of the year, and right. uh, Chris Olave was really good, close for the to Saints. rookie of the year. And that's why I think Jackson Smith and Jig was going to be a really good player uh, for whoever gets him from Rockwall, Texas. But uh, specifically, the Bears, T.Y. The Bears have what Khalil Her- Herbert, the running back. I mean, they let David Montgomery go. Travis David Abner. Montgomery. I mean, if you're if you're the Bears and you've got Justin Fields, and you've added D.J. Moore, Chase Claypool, Cole Kometz, your tight end. Why wouldn't you take Bijan? I mean, why wouldn't you give your young quarterback? Justin Fields another weapon like that but cuz you putting it all in him. Oh yeah, you're you're all in when you traded out of that pick and uh picked up the future draft capital and let's not forget DJ Moore from Carolina is a good player. Really good player. He was a first round pick himself. He's his problem is he's just played with bad quarterbacks in Carolina. They just haven't had one. Uh but he does put up nice numbers. He's super fast and, and he's a number one receiver with the good quarterback. So they that was part of that big part of that trade for the Bears to pick up a proven Number 1 receiver to go with Chase Claypool, the big receiver, and you know Bijan would make sense to me at 8, 9, 10 or to 10, the Eagles. Yeah. Gosh, even 11 to the Titans because you know the Titans are looking to move off of Derrick Henry, but they like to run the football with Mike Vrabel. Uh and of course then 12 are the Texans. I mean there's and that's really where I see yeah, it. And
0: Bijan's not going to be around for the Cowboys in the 20s. He's going to be gone.
1: Guys, this says Bears O-line is trash. Well, and that's maybe where they go because when you're at 10 Nine. And you put your money into that quarterback,
0: you gotta protect him. Well, because
1: if you look at look at the draft, they, they could have the Bears could be in a position to take the best offensive lineman in the draft, whoever that might be. It may mm-hmm. you may be eight picks in before a lineman comes off the board. And that could be the Northwestern tackle, uh Skaronsky, that could be the big Ohio State left tackle, Which, whichever one they've graded the highest, go get him and uh let him be your anchor to your 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 young quarterback, Justin Herbert. That's probably a better pick than even Bijan. With the Chicago Bears, but but the Bears also remember need to rebuild their defense because they traded Khalil Mack and they traded Roquan Smith and the, traded a bunch of their best pieces to acquire all this capital. Uh, they needed to restock. They needed a lot. Bears needed a lot, and um, and so they they could go any direction. Uh, which you know Atlanta is interesting because again they like to run the football. They they invested a lot in their defense and free agency and trades this off season and um they've got Drake London who they took in the top 10 last year from USC they drafted uh, uh Kyle Pitts out of uh, Florida the year previous so they've got some young weapons and a young quarterback in Desmond Ritter. you could see them looking at Bijan as well and they
0: got an aging conference i mean the who who knows what new orleans is and, and who the hell knows what um who else is in that who who else is with atlanta in that division that's just kind of Oh, Tampa Bay. Oh, Tampa, Who oh what they are? Tampa, Carolina. Carolina. That's, oh, the, wor-
1: that's the worst division. Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, you yeah. can you can win that division. I mean, it's open. It is. Who's the favorite? Saints? Derek Carr? With Alvin Kamara coming back. And, uh, you know, Saints pretty always good will have a
0: good defense.
1: Yeah, and Derek Carr gives them a real live quarterback uh, to go with. Gosh, does Michael Thomas ever come back for the Saints? I, don't, I mean, what's stop going oh, with that guy?
0: He'll, be, he'll end up with the Cowboys before it's all said and done. Jerry will have him on his, Jerry will on his have roster. Michael oh, Thomas. yeah.
1: He'll be there. That That's an un-Cowboys-like thing to do. Uh, Bears signed Deontay Foreman, somebody mentioned. Bears signed Deontay Foreman. That is true. On the cheap, too, by the way. All right, let's get to the timeout at the top of the hour. Somebody said, uh, E, that's my favorite and slip ever, Chase Clay Poo. <laughs> well, that wasn't a slip. That was on purpose. Chase Clay Poo. Wow. He plays like Pooh. Come on. Wasn't he a big-timer out of Notre Dame? He's,
0: he was okay with, with Pittsburgh.
1: Uh, below Okay. He was poo. He was good for like half a season. Half his rookie. He had like four touchdowns in one game his rookie year. And that was it? Else. Yeah. Clay poo. I like it. We'll go with that until he starts catching the ball. Catching some balls from Justin Fields. We'll be back. Let's pick this thing up on the other side. with we'll hit our coach's corner next hour. Uh, going to talk to Bobby Burton coming up from uh, inside Texas. We're also going to talk to our friend Craig Flowers. A lot of great guests today. A lot of good conversation. Texas baseball. May get a jolt to that pitching staff. We'll get the latest update from David Pierce on Tanner Witt and a potential return to their staff. It's B&E on the Horn.